The podcast is also sponsored by my good friend Tiger at It's Tiger Music on Instagram at itztiger.music. You can find all his work on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. He does all the music and tracks for the Block Hash podcast. Go check him out. Also, don't forget to check out Blockhash Plus on Patreon. This is something that's new, where you can learn more about trading, technical analysis, and charting, all for the price of two cups of coffee a month. That's pretty damn cheap. Sign up at patreon.com slash Blockhash. And last but definitely not least, Blockhash is offering consulting for all your blockchain needs. Buying, exchanging, selling, safe storage, tokenization, NFT creation, point of sale, you name it. We can help you. Go to blockhashpodcast.com slash consulting and let's talk. What's up guys, this is Wednesday, March 10th, episode 115 and this week I have Anna Stone with Good Dollar. So what is Good Dollar? It is a digital coin and wallet that allows you to receive free digital basic income with real monetary value straight to your phone. Trust me, it's a really interesting concept based on universal basic income, but applied through blockchain and through crypto in a way that makes a little bit more sense. I think you guys will find this one pretty interesting. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and a stone good dollar, this idea of digital basic income, and more. Enjoy. Anna, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Great. I'm wonderful. How are you? Thanks for having me on Blockcash. Of course. Of course. How's your day going? Everything is going well. I'm here in Tel Aviv, the end of the day, but ready to talk to you and your audience. What's it like in Tel Aviv? Actually, never been there. It's sunny and we're, uh, except, like, uh, except for enjoying the weather, we're locked in our apartments and our houses like pretty much everywhere else in the world. So, you know, surviving. Are they under strict lockdown in, in Tel Aviv? Or? We are under strict lockdown, although we've had a very active uh, vaccine campaign. So I'm uh, mm. very fortunate to be sitting here talking to you after my two vaccines and fully vaccinated. So so hopefully the lockdown will be lifting soon. Gotcha. Well, that's good news. Hopefully, yeah, that gets circulated and lockdown ends pretty soon. I'm in Medellin. Um, most of my audience already knows that, but it's, um, it's gotten so much better here. Cause it was like hammered, uh, back in like March and April and May. And like, we were locked down like really tight, but you can't even tell we're in a lockdown other than the mask and the uh, hand sanitizer. That's about it. That's compliance. Like, uh, well, they had a lot of rules and restrictions. It, the thing is it was like everywhere else, but it's gotten better because we also have the vaccine here too. But you know, they're balancing that with economic activity. They have to get people back to work. Minimum wage is like super low. Um, you know, there's just not enough um, high paying jobs out here yet. Um, and they thrive off tourism. So, yeah, they, they can't keep it shut down here. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're on the uh, in the second half of this brutal race of COVID and, and the end is in sight soon. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Anyways, Anna, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, give me a little bit to help my audience 
understand who you are and like why you wanted to get into this space. Uh, how did you get to Good Dollar? Um, yeah, so just tell me a little about you. Sure. So um, I'm a New Yorker by birth, which I think makes me um, both an idealist in terms of believing everything is possible of human potential, but also mm-hmm. a realist in terms of how we can do it. And I believe that very much also informs my professional journey. Um, I've always been someone who wants to work in the impact space, wants to work on uh, building, I would say, a better world from one way or another. I actually started my career working in nonprofits. And even though I was working for some of the best organizations in the world, I was able to very quickly see that... um, the NGO model was not sustainable enough to implement the really transformational change that as a young person I was, I was hoping to see. And um, when, you know, my background academic degree, both uh, undergraduate and master's is in philosophy and economics. So I've always really been interested in tackling those big questions and, um, And I first got interested, I would say we're going to talk a lot today about financial inclusion and working and financial services for, um, I would say, those that the conventional financial system has left behind. Um, I was introduced to Mm -hmm. that area of work while I was at graduate school and kind of forgot about it for a few years um, as I started a career in B2B technologies. And Somewhere around 2017, um, as the first crypto boom was happening, was really when I became aware of uh, this new technology called blockchain and these new innovations called decentralized currencies and how this was the potential to banking the unbanked and we were going to solve financial inclusion and we were going to solve transaction fees and you know one cell phone one currency every every uh dream if you will but i fell in love with the space um intellectually and i began my career in cryptocurrencies at bancor protocol which is is was one of the first decentralized finance protocols working um, on the Ethereum blockchain and worked across, you know, just saw the potential and wide ranging applications in this space. And um, a year ago, so I, and I really spent a lot of time learning the hardcore technicalities of the space and watching a number of these emerging projects grow up and, and all of the innovation happening. And um, I moved over to work with Good Dollar as part of uh which is part of the eToro constellation, if you will, um, about a year ago, because Mm -hmm. I was so in love with the mission of um, enabling every person to, any person who has a cell phone to access digital currency. So that's a little bit about my personal journey to the space. Hear financial inclusion a lot. Like when you talk about financial inclusion, like what specifically in that niche are you talking about? Are you talking about just banking the unbanked? Are you talking about access to uh, credit or liquidity or loans? Or When I talk about financial inclusion is obviously a huge topic and there's underbanked or unbanked populations in every country, including the wealthiest countries on earth, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think we take a very broad lens when we look at financial inclusion. And we, uh, what, what I'm thinking about is actually how can we expand the pie of people that can access, hold, and use cryptocurrencies, right? So as I mentioned to you, I um, came up in, in crypto in 2017 through 2019, and we see what's happening in the space. We actually know that um, there's a very high level of capital inequality in cryptocurrencies, right? It's actually, I don't have the, the most updated figures yeah. off the top of my head, but the patterns of who holds crypto and at what amount is actually much more abhorrent than our, than what we see uh, when we use conventional wealth indicators, right? So it's funny that you asked about my personal journey mm-hmm. because I was very much attracted to the concept that, okay, here we have blockchain technologies. This is something that essentially allows for us to solve for so many of the reasons that we've built such an unequal conventional financial system, okay, such as identity, such as mm-hmm. um, the cost element of what it costs to send money, what it costs to settle a transaction. Um, all of these real, these reasons or inefficiencies that exist in our system, our existing banking and financial system, that create a reason why some people are left out, right? However, what I right. saw happening in DeFi wasn't exactly solving for financial inclusion, right? It wasn't actually solving for financial access. Decentralized finance uh, to today is still a highly knowledgeable, wealthy group of individuals who are using their cryptocurrencies to maximize for themselves, right? And that's all well and good. It's free market. But if we want to use public blockchain and blockchain technology to create a more inclusive financial system, then that's a problem that we need to design for and that we need to solve for, right? And the only way that we're going to build products and solutions that deliver on that mission is by using, um, is, is by according to that being an element of our design principles, right? And so when I talk about financial inclusion, it's actually about how do we lower the barriers to entry in crypto so that it's as easy, simple, risk-free as possible for people to um, begin to experience working with digital currency, right? Um, and that's a lot of what we, we work on at mm-hmm. Good Dollar and it's fundamental to our product. And um, when I talk about financial, inclu- that's what I, when I talk about financial inclusion, it's, it's coming from the position that um, 1.7 billion people remain unbanked, but most of them have smartphones. So fintech itself is not, um, fintech itself and mobile connectivity itself is not necessarily um, leading directly to financial inclusion. And, and so it's about triangulating those issues. Yeah, there's a lot of barriers to entry, you know, into this industry, you know, whether it's the uh, traditional financial system or even crypto itself, like you have governments and regulations and um, financial institutions that make it really difficult for a lot of people to even get into crypto and that kind of stuff. Um, But like, how are you guys tackling these issues with good dollar? Like what's what's the mission? 
So the mission, the mission for Good Dollar is focused off of, as I mentioned, um, how do we, how do we create a system that is in, allows for every single person that has a smartphone to be able to access and use digital currency. Okay. This is the mm -hmm. driving mission. And what we've done to deliver on that is we've, uh, the foundation has actually built a solution that's designed to give free digital currency away. Okay. So we're mm -hmm. really, when we, when we think of, um, I'll back up for a second. What this means is that good dollar users are able to log in every day to a very basic web application and they're able to claim free digital currency in a token called good dollar. It essentially is a daily distribution of digital basic income. Okay. So we, we have designed our system to, I would say, uh, According to the principles of universal basic income, this means that every person alive should be able to access uh, basic economic assets and they should be able to access them as cash, right? Um, and so that's, a, that's the system that we've built. A new like, um, like crypto basic income, like you got your own like category now. It is. That's exactly what it is. I call it a digital basic income but it's a crypto basic income. Mm. Um, you know, when we talk about basic income, the biggest question that people always ask for, well, how are you going to pay for it? Right? Like, how, how, it's a nice idea. Like, how are you going to pay for it? And I think that that's actually one of the coolest, most innovative things about what Good Dollar is doing is that we're actually using all of the value that's locked on the blockchain in smart contracts. Um, according to a money flow that enables this basic income to pay for itself, right? So mm -hmm. it provides a way for people who want to use their crypto for good to essentially just allow the interest off of those funds to fund and support the basic income system while they also earn rewards and earn a return. So it's all about how can we start to use these building blocks of decentralized finance and all of these uh, billions of dollars that are now locked in contracts on the blockchain so that people who have access to these systems are not just maximizing for themselves, but actually have an option mm -hmm. for where they can use their crypto for good that benefits both themselves and, you know, the global world at, at large. Gotcha. So are they receiving like different types of cryptos like that are out there, um, like, like scraping a little interest off the top of like some of these yields or is it um, like projects that are built or working with good dollar, or like what, what types of things are being, you know, distributed and uh, given out? Sure. So the good dollar digital income protocol basically enables us to wrap around any yield generation mechanism um, and use it to, to back a token called good dollar. Okay. So mm -hmm. Essentially, what we've done is Good Dollar is a reserve-based token. That means that for uh, essentially, in order to mint more Good Dollars, you need to add more money to the monetary reserve that collateralizes the currency. Okay, mm -hmm. so Good Dollar is not a stable coin, but it's minted according to the amount of funds that are moved into the reserve. 
Okay. Now the question is, how is money moving into the reserve, right? And that's the, the good dollar protocol is that we've created a standard that allows for us to wrap around any other yield generating mechanism, um, such as compound, which is what we're currently integrated with, but soon will be Ave, uh, Yearn, payouts from Uniswap, BNT, like uh, BNT payments, you name it. The idea is that you'd be able to take funds from any place that value or yield is generated around the internet and through using the smart mm-hmm. contract pipes of DeFi, we're able to basically route those tokens into the monetary reserve, which therefore then mints more good dollars. Um, these good dollars are then distributed, essentially it's split, right? So half of them are given away as the digital basic income to the users of the system. And then half of them basically go back to reward the, the people that have staked, you know, funds into the contracts that support good dollars. It's really interesting. It's like DeFi meets yield farming in in a way, right? I call it DeFi for good, right? So it's actually how can we use all of the value that's generated on DeFi through yield farming or through liquidity providing um, or through whatever the next hundreds of thousands of financial innovations will be? And how can we do Mm -hmm. this? How can we, we do it in a way that gives people a way to still earn a return while also benefiting the world, right? Um, and right. so it's about how can we take, you know, DeFi or decentralized finances is this really nascent field, right? But it's exploding. And there's so much capital mm-hmm. moving into it. And there's so much amazing potential for how that capital flows seamlessly from one contract to the other. And we are really thinking about how can we expand the number of people that this flow benefits and how can we do it in a way that's not based off of donations, but is actually based off Mm -hmm. of providing the right incentive structure so that people will say, okay, yes, I am going to use compound as a savings and loans protocol. And yes, I I trust these smart contracts. And yes, I'm willing to accept a 6% yield payout instead of an 8% yield payout, because I know that my impact investment is doing good for other people as well. And I fundamentally believe that um, people want to do good, right? That people actually want to make a positive impact um, on others and on the global world. I also fundamentally believe that uh, particularly people in this space are looking to, are hungry to do something good with crypto. They're hungry to build a financial system that is more, is more efficient, is more equal, provides more opportunity. And so that's fundamental to, to everything that we do is, um, present it is it is really building the good dollar protocol to be um, a market incentivized place where people can easily stake their crypto, make a statement about how they want to use their funds, 
earn a return and do good for the world at the same time. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You guys are completely removing that barrier to entry because it sounds like all you need is a smartphone and like Wi-Fi, you know, to be able to actually access this um, and utilize you know, what Good Dollar brings to the table. And it also sounds like you guys, in a way, have solved some of the issues with the idea of universal basic income, where you either have to have a high tax or you have to have an inflationary system where you're printing like more more fiat to make it happen. Um, like there, there's some issues with that, but you know, it, it, doing it this way where you have a decentralized ecosystem where there's tons of different projects and DeFi and, and where else that, um, are producing yields and things like that, where you can, you know, scrape a little bit off the top and you can do something like this. Um, digital basic income actually sounds like a pretty realistic idea. So it's really cool to see you guys doing that. Cause I haven't seen anyone take that viewpoint in DeFi yet. Like I've, I've heard a, some, some talks about types of crypto basic incomes or digital basic incomes or airdrops for everybody, but I haven't heard of it from like this perspective and it makes a lot of sense what you guys are doing. I, we're tackling it from two angles, right? How do you, how do you um, actually lower the barriers to entry in terms of the access, right? So that's actually focused off What's the product? What's the user experience? And for this, that's like you said, a very, it's all about building a very simple web app that works on mobile, that all you need is Wi-Fi for it. And um, one of the things that we've done is we've, we've made it so that you can create a digital wallet using your Facebook account, using your Google account. Um, this is designed for people who don't have a MetaMask, right? Um, and, and it's actually about merging the best of both worlds from those centralized services and the ease of use that they provide to people and the ease of account creation, et cetera. But at the end of the day, what you get is a non-custodial wallet where you're actually holding your crypto on chain, right? So, so that's from the access point of view. Mm -hmm. um, the other element that you mentioned is uh, <laughs> the financial incentives, right? So what are, what's yeah. the economic model that enables this digital basic income system to be sustainable and therefore scale? And um, that's a little bit about, um, you know, that, that's the theory behind our impact investment model, which is very much based off of a proven model um, used by nonprofits such as universities or other trusts or foundations, which are based off of, okay, let's build an endowment. And then based off of the endowment, we will have a certain amount of operating capital to fund our programs. We've taken a, a similar type philosophy um, to, to building the good dollar economic model, which is we believe that there's a lot of people out there who want to currently aren't earning a return on their capital in their bank account and also would like to do good with it, right? So let's actually provide a way for mm. them to, instead of saving, a, saving their money in a traditional bank, they can save it in a stable coin locked in a protocol where they'll earn a much higher yield than they would in a bank account, but the, with the additional benefit layer of, um, you know, generating that income for everyone. So that 
it's a constant balance between act, providing better access, providing the right incentives, and then you know hopefully wrapping it all together into a system that that has real scale potential. Yeah, it sounds like the access, exposure, um, the inclusivity part, it's definitely there. Um, so you can check that one off. My only concern would be like if someone you know is receiving these different cryptos, um, they're getting exposure to them, maybe they're generating a little wealth out of it. How are they uh, guaranteed to be able to spend it if they're in some other country um, or some other jurisdiction that isn't friendly to crypto? So is the next step, you know, promoting merchants accepting this stuff or finding ways that they can use it to pay their bills or to, uh, to pay an expense or to um, use it to buy food or water? So I feel like that's the only other gap. So it's a it's a it's a great question. Um, I would say I would say that uh, right now it's not practical, okay, mm-hmm. to expect that someone's going to use their good dollars um, to say pay their rent or buy food in a grocery store or ba- pay their utility bills. It's also the same mm-hmm. way that I don't use the cryptocurrencies that I have for those use cases, right? It's just not actually the most efficient, right? Um, Now, Mm -hmm. what I actually, where I see us adding the most value is how on an individual level are we increasing your economic activity and your economic capacity? And of course, we're we're in crypto, so we're also talking about community, right? So therefore, as a community of people, um, we have 100,000 good dollar users worldwide in over 180 countries, right? How can that community working together increase their economic activity and their economic potential? And so that, you know, the fiat currency that they do have can be spent on grocery, rent, utilities, etc. And so I think it's actually about how can we add on top of this, on, on top of the fiat money that we have, how can we add a, a, a value layer to this social community aspect that enables us to do more with what we have? And this is where we see the really cool stuff um, happening um, from the good dollar users. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to just gonna keep going and, and, and give you some examples. Yeah, go for it. Um, first of all, people want to, people are hungry to expand their economic activity. We've seen over 40 different community-initiated marketplaces that are designed for the good dollar community to basically congregate and meet other peer-to-peer people within which you can do commerce, okay? Um, You know, we have Mm -hmm. our examples of people, like we, I have some cool examples of like a guy who sold a bike on good, like using his good dollars to a neighbor. I also have some cool examples of people who like did a bake sale using good dollars and, and things like that. But where we actually see there being um, real global and scalable potential is actually people using these marketplaces to be a bit more like a crypto fiver. Okay, so, you know, mm-hmm. by, de- by design, not by design, by happenstance, um, many of the people who are using good dollar are, are early adopters, right? They're digital, they're online. These are, many of them are people who have skills in digital services. They're designers, they're developers, 
Um, they can teach about, they can, they're multilingual, right? They're copywriters, et cetera. So you actually see this fascinating um, crypto fiber layer develop where people are actually using good dollar as a layer to facilitate skill swapping, right? And um, barter and this, that, or the other thing. So that's a really interesting use case because it also exemplifies the power of crypto, right? Um, there's one story that came from the community of a graphic designer in Cuba that designed a logo for an emerging entrepreneur in Tanzania, okay? They were able to exchange payment totally free with no instantly with no currency transaction, right? Like that's the dream. Otherwise, there's no way that a designer in Cuba would be able to sell their services to a budding entrepreneur in Tanzania, right? And so so I think that's where we start to get into the things that the use cases that are really interesting. The other thing that um, the other area where we see good dollar being used is for entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship, right? So people who have started to, who have their own businesses, um, whether it's a gift card business, whether it's a community building business, whether they're a content creator, and have started to incorporate good dollars as part of their own workflow in building their own businesses. And so I think this just starts to show you how um, social money is a really powerful tool, especially within the context of a community that will use it, right? Um, and I believe mm -hmm. we're, we're only getting started. You know, we're, we have, the project has been live for uh, four months now, five months. And, you know, we've, we've seen a hundred thousand people pick up the project and start to use good dollars and start to experiment with good dollars. And I think that, you know, we're giving, we're giving real digital currency away with the hope that um, people will you find it useful for what they, for, to make their lives better, whatever manifestation that takes. Mm -hmm. Only four or five months. That's crazy. I remember you saying uh, before we start this, you guys are like number three in the world. That's incredible growth. Yeah. So according to DAP.com, which is a smart contract tracker, um, Good Dollar actually is the top three project of by number of users that are interacting with our smart contracts. So as I mentioned mm -hmm. to you, um, that's 100,000 people that have created their own non-custodial wallets that have actually begun to interact with money on chain, right? So it's not people, um, I love I love eToro, I love Coinbase, I love Binance, I love all the centralized services, but it's not someone who's actually, uh, it's not the, the traditional, I would say, entryway into crypto where you create an account and you swipe your credit card and you have to basically, um, you have to take a risk to enter crypto, right? You have to buy in, you have to put money on the table. Uh, and for most people, they have trepidation about digital currency and with good reason, right? Um, they're scared, of, they're scared mm -hmm. about what the currency is. They don't understand why it's useful. They don't understand why they need it. They don't understand if it's a scam. 
Um, they don't understand 12 words. They don't understand. They're, they've read, everyone's read a horror story yeah. about some guy who threw away $47 million worth of Bitcoin in the trash, right? So I think people, real people are, are mm-hmm. trepidatious with good reason. And um, part of our mission is to actually provide that not scary, easy on-ramp into your first non-custodial wallet, into the first token you might actually hold on chain, um, sending and receiving money in a peer-to-peer fashion on chain with your friend, um, with with someone who also can be non-technical and really, you know, act as a meaningful on-ramp into a much larger uh, decentralized ecosystem. Gotcha. Anna, it sounds like you guys are on a roll. That's this is really cool. Um, I do have to get to a meeting pretty soon. So one more question before we uh, completely wrap up. Where what's uh, your guys' plans for the rest of 2021? Like, do you guys have a roadmap? Do you have other things you want to do to expand on Good Dollar to reach more people or to promote it more? What's the general plan? Sure. So um, I would say our our plan for the remainder of the year is really focused off of launching the rest of the staking offer of the protocol so that anyone will be able to easily um, stake via a meaningful UX, UI, um, and actually use good dollar, right? So like to, to actually be able to use the staking capability in a user-friendly way. And as part of that, um, launching our governance model, which will enable the community to actually determine the next steps. Um, We also are focused off of uh, continuing to expand our partnerships, right? So continuing to expand the number of places where people are able to use good dollar um, and, you know, places where they can hold it. And another meaningful uh, thing that we're working on is we're sponsored by uh, eToro, which is the world's largest social trading platform. And one of the things we're working towards as well is thinking about how can we how can we actually show Good Dollar to be an amazing offer for where people can do good with the crypto that they already have, right? And I that doesn't just go for eToro, but it goes mm-hmm. expanding throughout the space of all of us who are early adopters, early speculators, and really providing, offering good dollar as a way for us to use some of the funds that we have to grow the space, which is in all of our interest, and to expand that pie for other people. Um, one other thing that I, I have to just put a plug in here is that um, for the all of you guys who are listening, go to wallet.gooddollar.org. It's so simple and so easy to sign up. And we just released our referral program. So now once you sign up, you'll also get good dollar bonuses for inviting your friends. Sweet. Yeah. Send me all the links for that stuff too. And I'll be sure to put it in the description for the episode and um, on social media when it goes out. But anyways, Anna, thank you for taking the time to come on and talk about good dollar. Really appreciate your time. I'm sure you're a very busy woman. Um, And uh, it's really interesting what you guys are doing. i I like this idea of digital basic income and, you know, how, you know, it it can solve a lot of these problems. So it was awesome for me to get to learn a little bit more about it. And I'm sure a lot of other people 
will enjoy, um, you know, also learning about this as a concept and as a practice. So again, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Me. Thank you for having me. I, I really believe that we're just getting started and um, I hope your audience as well is inspired and moved by what we're doing. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. So, uh, stay uh, healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye.